0: Welcome back to Middle School Students Argue About Books. Today our student panel is Abby, Angelina, Sean, Tova, and Elise. And I'm Mrs. Collins, the Green Middle School Librarian. Today we are also joined by Stacy Lee, author of such fabulous young adult fiction titles as Under a Painted Sky, *Outrun the Moon, The Downstairs Girl, and The Secret of a Heart Note. Our panel will be arguing about one of the most common sources of contention between middle school students and their parents and teachers today, which is controversial or difficult issues in middle school books. Specifically, should middle school students be allowed to, or even encouraged to, read books that include violence, profanity, sex, drugs and alcohol, other difficult topics? What value, if any, is there in reading books that include these topics? So, without further ado, we will get started. So, welcome, Stacey Lee. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Absolutely. It's great to be here. It's
0: wonderful. Um, I think that uh, one of the things that brought up this topic for us was actually that we read Under a Painted Sky um, as part of our annual battle of the books. Yeah, Yeah, a few years ago, and we had, uh, we're a sixth grade through eighth grade school, and, and the battle is open to all students. Um, and anybody who participates has to read the eight, the eight books that get chosen. And so we had some parents and some students that year um, say that Under Painted Sky in particular was too intense. That, like, the issues at the beginning of the book were just too difficult. So um, maybe I'll, you can set up a little bit, like, what controversial issues are in the book for us.
1: Sure. So the story begins with Samantha, 15 year old Samantha. She has just lost her father in a fire and she's one of the only, well now she is the only Chinese person left in the town with her father gone. And so she's kind of at odds. Where is she supposed to go? What is she supposed to do? Her home's burned down, her father's gone and she's invited by the man about town who owns many of the buildings in town and invited to stay in one of his hotels. So she's a little distraught. So she decides, okay, well, that's her best option right now. So she goes and stays there. And then it turns out that he is interested in her um, to be one of his, his uh, fees. And that's one of the prostitutes that stays and services the travelers who come through that town. And she doesn't realize this. Um, And before he propositions her with it, he wants to test out the goods. So there's an attempted rape scene and Samantha handles it. uh, And that's what sets off her journey into the wild west. So I think the uh, word that is probably the word that gets the most comments from um, well, teachers, librarians, not students so much, but uh, the adults is that big R word rape in the in the first um, in the first I can't remember if it was the first chapter. It's the first bit of the book. Yeah. So and I and I always think that's interesting for me as a writer because, Um, For me, that's not the most violent point of the book. There's a lot of bits that are even more violent. There's a lot of more chapters that are violent. Um, You've all read the book? Um,
0: I have, obviously, um, and Abby and Elise both have.
1: Okay. Well, you might remember a scene with um, two Scottish men who are very racist and they don't like well, they don't like anything, and they especially don't like Sammy, the main character. They call her all sorts of names, and um, I it's okay to spoil things, is it? Yeah. No, it's not okay? No problem. Sort of. Well, the, there are bigger issues in the book, Ken. um, I, I mean, there are bigger, I don't know, parts including violence. I don't want to spoil it, but I mean, there are bigger issues that I think um, should be talked about. Uh, Than that first scene. I mean, that was a the first scene containing the rape. I think was necessary um, because that's how it was for young women back then. They were always trying to protect their virtue, and especially a young woman like Samantha who was off on her own. I mean, it was thought back then that women were you know the only things they could really do was housewife or the extreme other, which was to be a prostitute. So there weren't a lot of options for women, unfortunately. Um, well, and so- I feel
0: like that maybe, at least for me, as a, a woman reading the book, that kind of resonated for me, even now, like, obviously, our options that are available to us are much, much wider. But that idea of women as property, or, or men being able to sort of do what they will with women's bodies, I think is still something that we all kind of deal with. So Abby and Elise, uh, when you read *Under Painted Sky*, like, how did that occur for you as readers?
2: Well, I mean, I kind of when I read the book, I understood why it was there, and I didn't think it was disturbing. But there was a scene later where it was like describing, uh, you know, when the guy falls off the waterfall. I'm not going to go too far into that, but it was <laughs> a little bit disturbing for me. But overall, I wasn't super the book wasn't bad for me i think including those the information was kind of important
3: yeah i agree and i didn't find it too disturbing i thought it was okay and it wasn't yeah it was fine for me um and i think it was really important as part of the book um especially since it sets up the entire story um i thought it was fine in there Mm Do you Um, mind if I jump in? Of course. Because I've read other books, although I'm terrible remembering titles, so I have no idea what it's called. But, you know, like when we're younger in school, we're all taught, you know, everyone's pretty equal. We all live in this beautiful world. And, you know, you do your part in the economy and like everything (laughs) is great. But when you get older, there's definitely still racism, sexism. There's still. I think I said, sex. I don't know my words, but they're still like,
4: mm-hmm.
3: not everything's balanced or equal to each and every person. And so like when I was younger and I read books like that, it definitely helped me, you know, figure out what was actually going on and what we're dealing with and why everything's like it, what
0: it is. I think that that's perfect. Uh, to bring up actually one of the strongest arguments that parents make for why you guys shouldn't be allowed to read this stuff, which is if you haven't already experienced that in your life, why subject you to it, right? Like like that kids should be protected from that sort of difficult topic as long as possible, right? If you don't have to deal with it, why should you? Um, so what would you guys say to that?
3: But if we're protected from it, how are we going to make it different?
4: If we just keep
3: putting it off, it's not going to change.
4: Also, a lot of the times um, in things that I've read or watched that deal with topics like domestic abuse or something like that, um, they don't recognize it. Like, they don't know that that is abuse. So they don't tell anyone because they think that's normal, which it's not. Um, And like you and like they say that people should be protected and like if they like actually can't deal with that otherwise it'll like um trigger something then okay but not everybody is like that mm-hmm. and i feel like some people should at least get to like know or like be subjected to it so they know what that is especially cuz yeah. other
3: people in the world are dealing with yeah what, it's like only, you only a- get to read in stories it's only a certain group of people who aren't exposed to it. Other people are exposed to it. Other kids at young ages are exposed to it too. And so it's just protecting a small group of people and it's making the other people who are being affected by it think it's normal. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's, no, you can go. I
2: think it's important to like learn about it or at least have a little bit of exposure because, like through books is a lot easier, I think, than watching it
1: in a movie or experiencing it in real life. Yeah. I love all these thoughtful answers. and for me, I feel the point of books isn't to protect. I feel like books, some parents might think, oh, this is uh, books are a place for kids to go and read happy things and be happy, but I don't feel like that's the the point of books. I feel like books are escapism, but also a way to, um, work out some of the things that we might be going through. And I think that's what books have really done for me. I know, I feel like there was a book that I read and I'm blanking on the name, but it was, um, it's called Jacob. Have I loved, do you know this book?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, and I can't remember the author, but it was about sibling um, sibling rivalry. But she really hated her sister in the book. And I had two sisters, and I felt those feelings. Oh, I did. And just to be told or just to read that someone else felt that way, and it was okay to, like, not always love your sister. In fact, to sometimes really want to murder her. Yeah, all that was really um, so affirming to me. <laughs> and like, you know, I may not ever have a conversation with someone so personally and tell them, oh, I really hate my sister. But this book was the perfect way to understand that, that wasn't such a bad, it wasn't an abnormal thing. And that I could still go on to have a healthy relationship with her later, you know, so for, for those parents, I think, They are more concerned with giving their 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 stories a different role than the stories that I want to tell and like to tell. And like someone pointed out, that's just a subset of the population. You know, for a long time, YA had just YA was only publishing certain books with you know happy stories and. Uh, middle-class stories and usually white stories so we didn't really hear a lot we didn't know that there were other people that could be written about right so yeah now that we have such um, uh, more more issues to contend with um, whether that's rape whether that's racism I think it's all all good it's how it's handled
3: Mm -hmm. It's also kind of unfair because there's people experience that firsthand all around the world and if we just But here we can and we're talking about like having the choice some people don't get a choice and it's really unfair that we can just go and pretend that or or parents or, or People just want us to think Oh, well, if we just ignore it and pretend it doesn't happen we're just not gonna do it anymore. The truth is, it's not. People are still going to be having to experience that every single day, and it's. And if we just never experience it, we're never or even read it in a book or watch it in a movie. As Abby pointed out, we could. It's nothing's gonna change. Every, and the people who are going through that are gonna feel powerless, like oh, nobody's talking about this. Maybe I'm, you know, this happening to me is bad or different and I should just, you know, sp- try to deal with protect it. the person that's hurting me and it, or, yeah, just deal with it yourself. And they really shouldn't.
0: I think um, in, and I'm going to bring up a, a very controversial topic now, but like Palo Alto in particular, which is where we all are, um, had a, a spate of, of suicides a few years back and then another one, you know, maybe 10 years before that. Um, and so suicide as a topic is one that's especially difficult. Um, and that uh, I think a lot of parents would prefer that kids not read about because, um, well, because they, they're very justifiably scared, you know, that reading about the topic might make it more real or more seem like more of an option for a kid who's, like, having a hard time, Um, and I know that uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower definitely got criticism for that. That's probably one that many of you haven't read yet, because it's more geared towards a high school audience, but I know one that we have in our library that lots of kids read is, um, and that got made into a Netflix series, was The 13 Reasons Why by Jay Asher, Um, and so, like, sometimes maybe parents have a have a point, like, that maybe reading about some topics would open up possibilities? I know that a lot of parents worry about that with sex in books, right, that, like, if kids read books where there's Mm -hmm. sex, that they're going to be more likely to do it. What do you guys think?
4: For the suicide one, um, I've never seen a book that advertises suicide. Like, it's always someone who's either strongly considering it, but then, like, thinks about it, and it's like, no, I shouldn't. Or, like, someone who's, like, the main character's friend or something. Mm -hmm. And they all show, like, the negative effects of suicide. Mm -hmm. And and instead of it being like, oh, here's an option. it's Here's a bad option, and this is why you shouldn't take it.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: Rather than, like...
3: I mean, it's definitely more... I mean, for suicide, yeah, that's definitely what it's, it definitely says it's a bad thing. But sometimes, like what you said, like books that have sex and stuff in it, they don't really make it seem like a bad option. They just kind of put it in there, usually for building a storyline. And so I understand why parents don't want their kids to read it.
0: Right, like, parents would prefer if, like, if a book includes profanity or drug use or sex that, like, it always be portrayed as, like, a bad, life-ending, worst scenario possible thing. And then, like, they get upset if a book doesn't portray it that way. Yeah.
5: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that most people, most parents who don't want their kids to be exposed to this sort of media are parents who've had to experience this sort of thing themselves And do not want their kids to have to experience, too. Because, obviously, they didn't have a good time over it. They don't want their kids to have it off on the worst side.
3: Yeah, and I feel like they should give their kid a choice. Yeah, but, like, my brother, he has night terrors. And so it's one thing if you, like, like he's screaming in his sleep. It's it's one thing if you actually get scared of it. If you're okay with it, then you should be allowed to read it. Like, if your kid has to read a book in school or something, you could maybe, you know, or not go and confront the teacher, but confront your kid and tell them before they start reading it, okay, this, there are some disturbing things, are you sure you want to read this, and give your kid an option, so...
0: Okay. I think that was, that was the bell. So let's do some final wrap up thoughts here. So we've talked a lot about like the different difficult issues that, that happen in books. So final thoughts, like should kids be allowed or encouraged to read these books? Like what, what's the value?
3: I think they could be allowed. Yeah. In middle school at least. Maybe in high school, it should be encouraged because, you know, we don't want kids to Because some kids might choose not to read it. But I think by the end of high school, they should at least have read one book that has some disturbing,
0: difficult topics, difficult topics. All right, Angelina, parting Um, thoughts.
4: I feel like it's perfectly fine for people to read it as long as there's like a warning or something for like the people who genuinely like don't want to or can't read that kind of stuff. Okay, Abby.
2: Um, I agree with Tova because I think that it's important to get at least a little bit of exposure because uh, people going to college shouldn't go into college thinking that the world is a perfect place, but I think reading too much could start, not encourage kids to do things, but if they're a little obsessive over it, it might be good to get them reading
0: more lighthearted material. Yeah, you got to have a good balance, right? How about Mm -hmm. you, Elise?
3: I agree with Abby and Tova. I think you should read some to get exposed, but too much of it may not be good. But as long as you're like it's not affecting you too much, then it's fine yeah. to read it.
5: Okay, Sean. Uh I think kids who are interested and in, genuinely interested in, in this material and who would and could seek this material out because they w- want to read it would do so and other kids who do not want to read this material i don't think they'll just suddenly stumble upon it like it's gotta kind of be deliberate like it's recommended to them by someone who thinks they would like it or like they've liked books like it i think like maybe like just the reading level should be according to like how people in that grade reads and like maybe it's sort of self-selecting higher right yeah self-selecting
0: kids who are able to deal with it are going to read it and the kids who aren't might start yeah. and then be like, Oh, I don't know. This isn't for me yet. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Stacy, final thoughts
1: to take us out. Um, I think that books, uh, with those kind of issues should be available for kids to read. Um, because I think that kids really uh, need a place to find themselves and to feel, find validation. And it books are a way to help them work out those problems. And I and I agree with Angelina about the warnings. I think that's a really good idea. Um, I feel like there are certain, my son hates anything with dolls in it. Dolls really freak him out. Um, there's not going to be trigger warnings for dolls. But if I know like a movie or something is going to have dolls in it, I'm definitely going to be proactive and, and helping him like avoid that one. And so you know, parents have a responsibility too. To make sure that the, the books that they their kids are reading are not going to you know bring them to that place and can be there to talk about it with them if that would be nice. I know that doesn't always exist in the way we can have parents always around to help us, but yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like there is a role for parents here as well. Um, but I definitely think those books should be available for kids, and we should continue writing about them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. um, Well, and I hope that you continue writing about controversial and difficult topics because all of your books have been amazing reads. um, And I think that they're really eye opening too about sort of the Chinese American experience about, you know, just life in general. Um, Thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, thank you to all of our student panel. And with that... Mm -hmm. Let's close out. So uh, once again, this has been Middle School Students Argue About Books. We were joined today by Abby, Angelina, Sean, Tova, and Elise, as well as the wonderful Stacy Lee. If you haven't read her books yet, you definitely should. Um, I am Mrs. Collins, the Green School Librarian. As always, our music is Urban Metronomica by Spinning Merkaba, and production is done by Green Middle School Library. Hope you guys have a wonderful week and we will talk to you again next week.